Hello, folks, and welcome on in to We the Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the USMNT. I am Clayton, and I'm an artist. I'm Ty, I'm an entrepreneur. And we love the Nats. Hell yeah. Beat those whales. It's We The Peeps. It's We The Peeps. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps. Why do they even let whales play in the World Cup? It's for people. <laughs> it's for people. Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, who, what animal kills the most whales? Um, Turkeys. Unfortunately, the answer is humans. Humans. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, girls, Guys. Uh, fans and all, we are here to discuss, to officially preview USMNT versus whales in oh, God. the big show, the grand oh, show. It is the World Cup. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome on in. This is We The Peeps. It's me. It's my brother. We talk about the Nats. We do our best. We have a great time. And we have a bunch of listeners out there. And when I say a bunch, I mean, you know, like a bunch of listeners out there who uh, we feel very connected to. So if you're listening to the show, thank you. Thank you for being with us. We are so appreciative of that. Um, and uh, and we are so psyched to have finally made it to the big show. It's time to talk about whales. And the truth is, I think, uh, you know, as American soccer fans, we're all getting to know uh, this, the, this Wales team. It's so rare that we have the opportunity to play in tournaments um, against countries from other continents. It happens from time to time. In, in the normal day-to-day, but all of a sudden, and friendlies and such, but all of a sudden we have a competitive, uh, not just anything, any, comp- not competitive, like... The most competitive. Uh, the, the most competitive uh, versus a whole batch of teams that we're not yet familiar with. So we wanted to slow down with you all and just take a second to try to wrap our heads around what is going on here with Wales. Ty, are you ready to jump on in? I couldn't be more ready. I'm so pumped. The the World Cup, it, it's, it's here. It's the World Motherfucking Cup. Um, I want to start with the... Uh, fuck these whales, Fuck bro. these whales, man. <laughs> we got to be humans out there and just, <laughs> just demolish them. Okay. Uh, let's, How far can we take this? Let's get a few... Obvious bit. <laughs> let's get a few... Uh, let's get a few lightweight, low-hanging fruits out. Uh, out from the start. Who are the biggest names on Wales uh, that we might be looking forward to see? So you got to start with Gareth Bale. Um, I don't know. Was he, was he ever... He was He was in Ballon d'Or territory for a little while, uh, but, you know, probably never voted that highly. But he was, he was one of the best players in the world for a while. Champions League winner many times over at Real Madrid. Always had a weird club career where... He seemed to not care that much about, um, like, succeeding at his 
club, but somehow ended up winning a lot of championships while pissing off all the fans. Uh, now is at LAFC also doing weird things where he's like barely plays, but he'll come on and score important goals. And so, you know, Gareth Bale does his own thing. Is <laughs> this man? He's, he's, he, <laughs> isn't it said of, isn't it said of Gareth Bale things. that his priorities are golf, Wales, and then Real Madrid? Yes, yes. And he had, there was like a flag that somebody gave him or something. So, that. so, all right. So we've got golf, Gareth Bale, Wales. golf, then Wales, then Gareth Real Madrid. Bale. So we've got Gareth yes. Bale, who is, um, by all accounts, uh, going to show up for Wales because this is where he plays his best ball. Um, a quick, the quickest side note before, before we move on from, uh, Gareth Bale is that I think he may have stolen my girlfriend's heart in the MLS finals because Uh-oh. she announced that uh, she was considering rooting for Wales uh, today. Oh, not, not understanding the bracket situation at all uh, or the stakes oh, God. whatsoever. Okay. Um, so okay. I do have a difficult situation on my hands, but I tell you what, uh, if you're not already familiar with Gareth Bale for some reason, somehow you missed it, the guy's a charmer, fantastic player, a man for the moment, a man for moments, uh, and he's he's good TV. Um, so excited to get to see some Gareth Bale in a World Cup, and I hope he fails. Who's who's the next biggest name on on this team? Because I think that's where many people. That's where my knowledge like kind of uh, needed. <laughs> At this point, we're going into knowledge gaps. Uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aaron Ramsey is uh, um, probably the second most notable player in the Welsh uh, fold, and he's someone who came up through the Arsenal Academy, had a, a couple good years for them as a young player, and then it's kind of become a, a journeyman. Um, always has struggled with injury. I think pretty much every... He's one of those like uh, Marco Royce figures who just, when he's there, he's good, but he's just there infrequently. Um, so when Ramsey and Bale have been able to play together... Uh, they're a very potent combination. They both have over 100 caps for Wales, many of those caps with each other. So they're, uh, they have a, a great understanding and, uh, and, and relationship having played together since they were, you know, 13 or whatever. Um, and so they're, they're kind of the leading products of the prior generation of, of Welsh talent that is now starting to give way to a new generation um, but they have this kind of squad right now for this tournament that melds um, that melds that that uh, established group with these young players, and that's part of why they're they're dangerous. They yeah, have yeah. they have uh, some good young players, but they also have this incredible experience which the U.S. lacks. There's no, no centurions in the U.S. team. Right, right. And so the and and the 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 overwhelming or the overarching narrative I'm hearing on on all the pods uh, as as I listen to all my previews and I just relay back to y'all listeners is that uh, Wales has been playing very well. That they have uh, you know they've qualified for a few tournaments in a row. Uh, that this is a very big deal for them to be returning to the World Cup after quite a long time. Uh, yeah, and first that, time since 1960, I think. Yep, and they're and that they're they're clicking. Uh, they're they're clicking on all cylinders. They have an identity. They know who they are. They're going to pack it in. They're going to try to catch us on the break. Um, 
and uh, that this is, although maybe not the most star-studded uh, and famous program, international program, that it is one uh, to be reckoned with uh, and to take seriously. Um, we're going to go into what little more we do know about whales in a second, but before we go too far in this pod, I want to get the stakes. So we are going into the group stage. We are playing uh, whales first. And when you look at our table, uh, we haven't gone into this too much on this show, but we have England, who's quite likely going to go ahead uh, first, seems to be the strongest on paper, Iran, and then Wales. And so uh, it's it does appear that we are either fighting with Wales for that second place spot, um, or if you ask someone who doesn't live in the U.S. that Iran and Wales are fighting for the, the second place spot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this game is very important, which is what I had to explain to my girlfriend. Uh, that this is the <laughs> only team you really, like, you can choose any other team. Please don't, yeah. Any other team. Uh, that's the one uh, in, this, in this tournament. So the stakes are very high for this game, y'all. Um. Anything else to say on the context of stakes competitively? Um, yeah, I mean, this is the the pivot game in the group. It's the two teams that are, um, you know, really should be jockeying for that second position. Never say never. The U.S. has a, certainly has a shot against England and can beat England on on a good day. And so we shouldn't just assume that it's going to be like that. But um, certainly, whoever wins this match will be. Uh, heavily favored to to go through um so it's couldn't couldn't be more uh important to the us's chances of progression um and it's going to be really strange for such a high stakes moment to come so quickly and with so little preparation you know so little build up no no friendlies right before the tournament Nothing. It's just straight into the most important minutes of the last eight years for the U.S. Yeah. And when you have uh, Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale, who are constant injury question marks uh, at the heart of this squad, you do kind of wish that we got to play them third. Uh, Would have been right. Been. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, actually, though. The the advantage of having them first is you you mentioned that, like, globally speaking, their form and like their performance as a team has been stronger. And they qualified for this World Cup, obviously, through through the playoff and, and had a good game against Ukraine where they went through. Um, but they also have just been dropping games left and right in the Nations League since then so they actually haven't had a win a competitive win since that world cup qualifier in may oh so they're going into this tournament with first of all very little immediate form um, but second of all with injury question marks all over the place uh you know ramsey and and bale being kind of perpetual injury risks and then uh, joe allen who's another one of their key players and kind of talismanic uh, leaders um, coming in with an injury and not having played since September. So it's uh, it could be a good time to play them in that they may need some time to get into the tournament in the way that the U.S. won't. I like that take. I'll take that preferable take. Um, I want to mention as well, 
while we're kind of combing through their roster for names to look out for, uh, Daniel James with Fulham. But for some reason, I thought he was with the... Not with Fulham. He's bounced around a little bit, but uh, caught caught the eye of the general public at Manchester United as he broke through a couple years ago and has has, has yeah. been bouncing around a little bit. Watch him. He's going to be fast, exciting, and young, um, and he's got a decent touch uh, and <clears throat> I believe has played alongside some of our USMNTers. Uh, yeah, and that, so there's there's a theme here. Also, so there's a couple members of the Wales squad who are um, Fulham players, and the and so the obviously overlapping with Reem and and Robinson, and it'll be cool to see potentially Fulham players match up against each other. But those kind of connections exist with uh, with a lot of the the rest of the squad too. Um, Bale and Kellen Acosta are teammates. Yep. You have uh, Aaron Ramsey used to play with Weston at um, Juventus. In fact, like Weston arriving uh, kind of pushed Aaron Ramsey out of Juventus in a way. And you because these the teams are at like similar tiers in the you know world football hierarchy, the players and you know both English speaking countries kind of defaulting to English speaking leagues the the players have actually overlapped quite a bit and you have a lot of these situations of you know current teammates ex teammates players who've crossed paths in different uh different places so that'll be really interesting to see uh, whether the the you know knowledge that these players have of one another creates a, a more um you know cagey match where they they kind of are they're they're not going to be surprised by what the other team shows up with even though they're teams from other regions and then uh, leading up the most interesting Google image search here, we have <coughs> Ethan Ampadu, who is a Isha boy. boy, who is a 23-year-old player that I'm going to guess came up through Chelsea because of all the Chelsea jerseys, currently at Spezia in the Serie A. Spezia. And in 2022, he has uh, short hair. But go ahead and give this man a Google. <laughs> <laughs> for for, the, for yeah. the mob top he was toting when he broke onto the scene he's like the welsh kyle beckerman this guy love it loving it i mean we love we love a good hair game so i'm sorry he i guess he's not going to be bringing that to the world cup um i remember watching ethan empadu <laughs> back in the day and quite enjoying that and seeing him in fifa and uh enjoying that in particular that someone's someone's job was to probably spend late nights like <laughs> correctly modeling <laughs> carving that out intense do <laughs> so you, you you do you ethan ampadu do what I you gotta you. do do what you gotta do ethan i'm just ampadu. jealous uh, we're all just jealous the world just jealous okay um <clears throat> another important fact to understand about whales if you're going to take advantage of the fact that the world cup is an opportunity for you to become a more cultured and international uh citizen human being is that yeah. the welsh apparently and i'm going to put a little foot and mouth disclaimer potential disclaimer because i don't know anything about this i just googled it and found it out but apparently the welsh refer to themselves the modern welsh name for themselves is 
spelled, I'm gonna spell it first, C-Y-M-R-Y. Ty, are you familiar with this word? Do you, and do you know how it's pronounced? Because I do, but just because I looked it up. And I'm wondering I if I can get you I have never found out what, how it's pronounced. And I, I've known that that's the name and I know it by sight, but I don't know how it's pronounced. So please lay it on me. Okay. C-Y-M-R-U, pronounced Cymru. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That was excellent. <laughs> How epic Cymru. is that? Cymru. Wow. Cymru. Oh, Learning. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. How did they get from that to the name of a, a sea animal? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, don't, it's like, I don't get it, bro. Yeah, yeah. The when you go go around like it's like uh the name in portuguese when they say countries names it's just like i don't i don't understand I don't, yeah. how, how'd you land on that um what else <laughs> what else <laughs> what else to know well well so okay what do we so in terms of what we're gonna expect from this game we've yes. gone through some details but macro level yes this is a team they're gonna play five in the back uh, they're going to sit in a deep defensive block. They're going to try to counter and find moments through Ramsey, through Bale, where they can hurt the U.S. They will try to find set piece opportunities for Bale to do damage. I think their squad is extremely professional. It's extremely, it's experienced compared to the U.S. squad. And so my expectation is that, you know, this is going to go into the half nil-nil. It's going to be tight and cagey and physical and intense. And the game is going to come down to whether the U.S. can, can find a breakthrough uh, or whether in taking the risks to find that breakthrough, which I think the U.S. will do, if the U.S. leaves themselves open in the back uh, for one of those moments of, of magic from the star players of Wales. So I think this is going to be a, a one goal game one way or the other. And um, the U S in order to, to win, will have to capitalize on the handful of opportunities it's going to get probably in the second half. Yes, I think it is. Uh, it's the question this is going to hang in the balance of can the U.S. get their shit together and be psychologically um, sort of uh, grounded, I want to say. Psychologically grounded will be important. Also, um, these players, having, play, having played in the second and third and fourth tier of the English or British system, they're tough. Like these, these guys are going to be very solid, you know, like we may be, we're, because Wales is not a super deep team. So they're probably going to be playing some players who are playing at levels that are way lower than our players. Like, you know, we're going to, we're going to be putting up players who are at a pretty high level in the club game in every position. And that's not going to be the case for Wales. But the players that they do um, uh, present are going to not have any problem with that. I think they're going to 
be the type of players who will see themselves at the same level and will fight and compete at the same level and not be overawed by, you know, being uh, facing up against players who are, have a better club CV. I think they'll, they'll yeah. take it as a, a, a challenge to prove that they're just as good. Yeah, yeah. It's like imagine if you had a whole team full of old Tim Reams. Exactly. And CCVs. 11 Tim Reams. <laughs> Who, okay, what, which team is better? 11 Tim Reams <laughs> or what was the one that you wanted? It was like 11 Will Traps, I guess. <laughs> It was like six Will Traps and six Malik Tillmans or something. Oh, yeah, it was the James Hands Malik Tillman. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, totally. It's, it's the, uh... six, six um, James Sands, including in it's goal, a... and five Malik Tillmans. It's a five. <laughs> it's a it's a five four. Five four. Yeah. yeah. As in three two, With two goalkeepers. one four. You have. <laughs> You have That's five, a <laughs> five James Sands. <laughs> five James playing Sands, Playing in yeah. the 3-2. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then you have... Oh, and five Malik Tillmans. I, I also put a James Sands in goal. Do you want somebody else? Oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. No, James Sands is good in goal. That's fine. James Sands can go in goal, yeah. yeah. Um, versus 11 Tim Reams. Versus 11 Tim Reams. I think uh, I think I like the Sands-Tillman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Sans Tillman. But the, I tell you what, that 11 Tim Reams team is relishing the opportunity to reign on the Sans Tillman parade. And that is what the passing Wales... would be crisp. It, no joke. <laughs> they, f- they can ping five, the ball around. They can ping the ball. All five subs used <laughs> on minor injuries. Uh, <laughs> just one after the other, slowly throughout the game, replaced with other Tim Reams. <laughs> other Tim Reams. <laughs> Fresh Tim Reams. Wow. Um, we forgot to mention in the last pod five subs in a World Cup for the first time. Another reason why this is going to be a, oh this is going to be a weird World Cup. Cool. Okay, I wanted to mention I I love the twenty six person rosters because I feel like there should never be a time in a World Cup where you kind of get screwed because you couldn't bring more players. Like, I feel like it should just be bring as many players as you want. And, ha- you know, you, you could just pack the bench. You could have 80 players on the bench. And it, it's just you get to present the best of your country all the time. And there were situations with even with the 23-man squad where you would end up, you know, short two left backs and some random player would have to play left back. I just think that's wrong. I, I think in that case, you should just be able to find the better, you know, the best third best left back in your country or whatever. Uh, so I like the deep squads. I like, I like this very creative idea. 80 I, player bench. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting idea and I like it. Here's right, how I right. respond. So, yeah. You're on yes, record yes. as saying that the expanded team world cup that expanding the amount of teams in the World Cup is is something you're concerned about. I'm concerned, um, and I, it we could be fine, but we'll we see. didn't really dive into it on the last episode. But it, it lingered in my head, uh, and I kind of feel the same way about the expanded team field. That you never know. Maybe Colombia would have done a crazy run, but they just didn't quite make it to the World Cup, 
And now we don't get mm. to see that crazy run, right? So f- for sure. the same reason you're talking about how we want the best representation of every nation, why wouldn't we also want the best representation of the world and give more teams a chance to be the story so that we don't miss out on something awesome that could have happened? I agree with that, but what I dislike about the 48-team approach, at least the one we have, is that it leads to these groups of three where this is next World Cup, not this World Cup. There's going to be groups of three uh, in which each team plays two matches. So you can qualify for the World Cup and then go to the World Cup and play two matches, and one team out of the three gets eliminated. And I feel like this is just like so... It, it just lacks the juice of the four-team group. I love the four-team group. I think it's awesome. Mm. Mm. And the fact that you play three matches against each other team, it feels like a full tournament attempt, even when you get knocked out in the group. I feel like these two-game World Cups are just going to be really brutal. And, you know, and the, the idea of, like, just doing a whole group to eliminate one team is really strange to me so i'm not i'm not opposed to having more opportunity but i i might have gone with more of like a play-in game approach or something like that where it's like or just double it yeah i right and the the reason they don't want to double it is because it just adds an extra game for everyone but on the other hand like fuck it it's the world cup let's get more world cup it's the world fucking cup um, that would be really cool if it was if it was sixteen groups of four, yeah. Whatever, and it goes for right? it goes yeah. for six weeks. <laughs> it goes for... <laughs> Everyone gets fired from their jobs. Eighty eighty person benches. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everyone in the world convenes. Uh, we're all on the roster. Everyone's we're in. All on the roster, and somehow yeah. at the end, a team of eleven wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah, right. Well, speaking of yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I, I gotta stop talking about this bullshit. <laughs> Wait, why did I? What was, I was just saying that the the five person, uh, the five subs. I think is great. I think, I, similarly, like I I enjoy the tactics of like substitutions being a limited resource. But I also just enjoy seeing the best soccer. And I feel like five is a great balance where you you very rarely see players just like dragging at the end of games because the players that are, you know, working the most or have the least uh, endurance are getting pulled. And you rarely see situations where um, an, someone who's injured must continue because there's, you know, They've only got one sub left and they can't use it, you know? So you just have less of these like awkward situations where where the game breaks down for these external reasons other than the skill of the players. Yeah. And you see more, I think the tactics are more interesting with the five because you can do, you know, three at once to change a line uh, at the end of a game. There are more formation changes. Coaches matter more. Um, I, I like it. Isn't it funny how that was just, something we had to do because of covid i think and yeah, then everyone yeah. was just like, like a lot no of things it's like it. remote work we just were like <laughs> oh shit this is nice 
yeah, no one said anything, and they're just we're Dude, still yeah. doing it. <laughs> I was thinking about that with this whole tournament because, like, I've been seeing the the, the tweets coming out of Qatar, and um, I really don't think there's a lot of people going to Qatar for this. Like, how many people are that invested? I love the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. I love. I I spend hours of my life, my dollars out of my own pocket. Absolutely. I love this team. We talked about it. I don't want to go to Qatar. I don't want to be in Qatar. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't yeah. have. I don't anticipate that I would have any fun. <laughs> I would just be in a hotel. I would go to the game. I would enjoy watching my team in the World Cup. But then I'd be like, what the fuck do I do? for five days in this place. So I, I apologize if, the, I don't know, I, I don't mean to be offensive. It's just like, it just seems like there's not a lot going on, you know? Well, and it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have the like, let's go party vibe. Like in Brazil, right, right, right. Brazil was also a humanitarian disaster, but it's got a let's go party vibe. I mean, I, I was worried about Russia for that reason. And the reports were that everyone had an amazing time and that like yeah that, that, right russia is a absolute humanitarian disaster and also a great place to go out to do shit <laughs> you know there's cool stuff to see yeah, there's yeah. like there's i do you know, think there's, there's, i think there is cool shit in qatar like i mean there's got to be there's got to be some cool like infinite uh like indoor skiing you know what i mean like yeah yeah i think i feel like there's like rich person luxury but it is it shit, is a rich person you know? thing to do and like we're not you and i are not like the wealthiest people in the world but we love the shit out of this team we have expendable income we have every reason to do this and ultimately decided not to and it's a it's a no it's a hard no and it, and so anyway my point being i don't think there's going to be a lot of people at these games uh the south africa world cup struggled with this even though south africa is an awesome place to go and would be i would be down to go there for any reason let alone if my team was playing in a world cup there um so i feel like it's going to be this sort of uh emperor has no clothes situation where the stands are kind of empty-ish for a lot of the games but they probably pack all the fans into one side to try to make it look like the stands aren't empty-ish and there's a lot of like um, propaganda coming out from the the Qatari authorities about what's going on and how many people are there and like Trumpy vibes to like the the, the yeah. information distribution. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going. But what it reminded me of is the that COVID Champions League. Do you remember that the one absolutely in Portugal yeah. where Tyler Adams. And Leipzig got to the the quarters. Yeah. Um, that like that that kind of weird Thunderdome vibe, where like the only thing to do here is part is do this tournament. <laughs> I think is awesome. Like, and it could lead to this like insane like siege mentality by these players. <laughs> there's like there's abs like there's no reason we would be here except to play in this tournament and they're just like caged between matches and they just get unleashed on match day to go out and do damage. It, it could be awesome. I love it. And weird. It's going to be 
super, super strange compared to any World Cup we've seen before, I think. I think that's true. I ha- I have at times wondered if this will be the World Cup where, like, all of the supporting cast from previous seasons becomes the the star of the show. Um, so so what do what, I mean? What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that I agree. <laughs> if I if you explain what the hell that means, uh, what I mean. By that, <laughs> but I, I I agree to agree as soon as you explain what you I mean. agree to agree as soon as I understand one iota. <laughs> what I mean by that is just that I think these these like uh, sort of peripheral teams are going to steal the show. Um, oh yes, I, yes. I think yes, some yes. crazy shit with Iran going down is gonna is gonna steal the show. Um, I think. Do you teams, mean in a like activist social sense or a well, te- like a soccer? Sense? In a, the case of Iran, I do in an activist social sense. I think teams like the Korea Republic, <laughs> Canada, Japan, and the USA are going to uh, surprise Europe and South America uh, in this in this tournament. Okay, so you went Canada, Japan, U.S. And Korea. So you're 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 thinking Asia and Concacaf are going to be better than expected. I do that think would match that the I, the 2002 narrative. I do think that, and I want there to. I want to say the same thing about uh, the African teams, but I don't have the same confidence from a sporting perspective. Although I'm I'm rooting for it. The um, only one I'm I feel could really do some damage is Senegal. They're just. They seem stacked. Talent, talent is there. There group is, is workable. A Sadio Mane injury. Yes, there is a Sadio Mane injury. Even with the Sadio Mane injury, I just they're like head and shoulders above the other African teams in talent. I feel right now. That's fair. So I just I don't know. I feel like they. I'll put them on the list. I'll put them on the list. I, maybe I maybe I am over. I'm having Mo Salah flashbacks uh, from. But for from Egypt the last go round, but maybe and maybe I'm wrong about that. So I'll put Senegal right on that. They list. could be more well rounded than uh, than those Egypt teams. Um, you got anybody else who? What do you? What What about Qatar? We so the U.S. I played think, Qatar. Well, I was, do you remember that? Yeah, that and I think Qatar is going to do Cup? surprisingly well because they're better than people think they are, and because it's in yeah. Qatar. Um, and that just always happens. I was, but there there will be no. Well, dude, do you remember in that that could so the U.S. for anybody who doesn't remember the U.S. played Qatar. Qatar was invited to the Gold Cup um, last go around, which is a thing like Concacaf Gold Cup. We'll just invite random teams from other countries to participate. Uh, they made it to the semifinals and were defeated by the U.S. narrowly. And then after the match, it came out that the fans like quote quote finger quote fans <laughs> of Qatar were paid it was like a Craigslist ad oh my god That's to go amazing. to the match and pretend to be a fan of Qatar it's like these random people in Kansas City who like threw on <laughs> I love guitar, like hats so and stuff <laughs> for 50 bucks. So that is pretty funny and pretty harmless. Uh, but it is <laughs> but indicative of the way the guitar, of that guitar is going to be a stadium of that. And if you, you know, if you want to learn more about kind of guitar, uh, 
and how it how the World Cup ended up there and the context around that, I highly recommend you watch on YouTube the TIFO uh, football series called Why the World Cup is in Qatar. They're about 15 minutes each. That I think they're on episode four. I'm not sure how many they're going to do. And they are phenomenal. They are so Haven't good. I have seen I'm it. Learning queuing so it up. TIFO never misses. It's good so shit. good. It's so good. But anyways, you're reminding me of that because there's all kinds of shit in the Qatari history from that in that I'm learning in that 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 is like that. Like they're they they Qatar is the nation that created the rule that you can't pay people to naturalize to play for your uh your country. Qatar. Yeah, because they just abused the hell out of the old system. They took it too far I, in like the yeah, early 2000s far. with some Brazilian do, dude yes, at Werder yes, Bremen. I remember that. I remember that. They and, had like nine Brazilians on their team. Yep. They were playing in like Asia Cup against Japan and stuff and I would I'd pay attention to that. Um, and and yeah, they were just showing up with a fucking <laughs> Brazil C team. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so they so that uh, so rules Guys. were made and then they and and uh and then you know watch the videos they took other tactics right and so this yeah. continues today and in, in just other forms it's very very so, very uh, interesting at risk of saying something like too contra i don't know fuck it um Kimre. <laughs> The, <laughs> Kimre. Kimre. i'll say it first i'll say it first you say it first it's pronounced Kamre. Qatar to me, it's it, it feels like a society that is manufactured around the oil, um, the the natural resources of of the country. The and there feels like there's it just feels like something is like artificial or like falsified about the entire place from afar where. From afar, yeah, and I, I, I'm sure there's a vibrant culture. I'm sure there's a lot of cool history. I'm sure all of that is true, but there's just this sheen to the, you know, Qatar and the other kind of uh, oil money, new money Arab states that feels like it's, it's like Disneylandish. You yeah. know, where it's like these cities that just popped up in the last well, I think you know, Las 20, Vegas. 30 years from from nothing. It totally it's Vegas a hundred percent, thank you, because that makes me sound less racist. <laughs> it's like Vegas. Uh, <laughs> it's exact it's 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 this Vegas vibe where where and nothing wrong with that. Everything everything is invented. You know, New York City was created by human beings. Yes, I get it, but the 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 to me that aspect of the um, of the culture is showing through so hard in this World Cup, where it's like it's like everyone knows the World Cup shouldn't be there. Everyone knows there aren't a lot of people there to see it. Everyone knows that there's human rights abuses, but they just like say the World Cup should be here. They say the crowd, you know, people are coming from all over the world. They say. Oh, we're totally cool with gay people now. You know, come come on by. Have a have a Budweiser in our fan tent. And it's like it's it's got this like fire festival. Oh my god, it does have fire festival vibes. It. This has fire you know? festival vibes. This whole thing. Yes, it's so true. It's so, it's, it's so it, weird. It's so, it's so fucking weird, me. man. 
So I, I, um, quotes, I, I, I'm quotes. thrilled, like as a as an observer, to kind of see this and see and to like on the surface of it see whatever the packaged version is, and then like learn more about what the reality is. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like in it might have worked. I was thinking about how um, I think it was the 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 dictatorship in Chile. Uh, won the World Cup, and they used it as a, a a prop to show to the rest of the world that they were, uh, you know, liberal and and benefiting society and all of that. And then, like the week after the tournament, they were back to like executing people in the same stadiums that the ter- tournament was played in. You know, so the these tournaments are used as a political prop to try to present a certain facade to the world. And clearly that's the intention of the Qatari, um, you know, emirate. But the in the social media era, I just feel like it's impossible. You know, I feel like that, that age of being able to create this like advertisement out of a sporting event is over because the ways in which people will be consuming the sporting event are democratized and are not are not censorable in the same manner, you know? So I feel like it's going to just fall on the flat on its face as a tool for like getting people to think that Qatar is a force for good in the world, you know? The social media thing also goes the other way. Gotta say. Uh, It also makes it easier to create multiple realities and falsified truths. Oh, fuck. You're right. Um, You're right. They just got to hire those, those Russian teens. Yeah, uh, but I I ultimately do side with you. I think I just have to put that put that warning out there for folks. But yeah, I think you're right that you that you can't really do that anymore in the same way successfully. I remember uh, was it a Greek um, like the Greek protests and revolution that happened about ten years ago or eight years ago. In, and a lot of it was like fueled by Facebook. I know so little about this, but it like crossed, <laughs> it crossed my radar as a moment in time when, you know, uh, social media was making it impossible to ignore or to prevent messages from being shared. Um, right, and so I, I think right, you're, right, I think right, you're right. right. And I also think that the, the, um, the walls are closing in a little bit on the FIFA corruption. And this may in fact be, sort of the the moment um th- where it's too much it's too far uh and this, i don't yeah exactly the, uh, this could be we'll see but if this tournament does turn out to be like a emperor has no clothes type of thing it could be the beginning of the end of the legitimacy of fifa or the beginning of the cleanup you know or um, yeah or the beginning of a significant cleanup on the social media thing, I think you're correct in that social media can be a tool for amplifying falsehoods. But in my perception, the the bias of amplifying those falsehoods are towards um, outsiders with convincing or appealing messages more so than they are towards authority, sort of state actor type of entities that have a propagandish message to share. 
though I guess Russia would would uh, counter contradict that. Yeah, so. and I and I think the 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 in the U.S. you know we have these two realities, and good people on both sides just can't believe that a good person could exist on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know I be think careful with that particular phrase. <laughs> Which one? Good people? Oh, good people on both sides. Yeah, good people on both sides. You can't yeah. say that anymore. I, yeah. I'm not sure where I got that, but I like the sound of it, and I went with it. <laughs> I'm making it part of my brand. I'm going to put that at the beginning of all my YouTube videos. Wow. Um, Ty, I look at this uh, young, young U.S. squad, which, by the way... Love them. I love Big them fan. so much. If you if you have not recently, so w- when we recorded the roster pod, we looked up the roster and talked about it. That same exact URL has been updated now with a graphic of the USMNT final roster that is a composite, clearly a composite of all of them being photographed, of all of our players being photographed alone, uh, and they must have had to do a few different poses. And I implore all of our listeners to go to the U.S. website and enjoy this graphic that was created. It's fantastic. I'm not even making jokes. I'm not here to clown on the U.S. M&T. It's fantastic. And it's inspiring to me. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Wow, look at them. It's so good. It's so good. They're fantastic. It, it features a, a Christian Pulisic in the center with the bleached tips uh, flanked by Enter the Turnerverse and the West is yet to come, Manifest Westiny. Oh, it's yeah, gorgeous. They made, they made Pulisic and uh, Aronson about 20% larger than they actually are in real life. I think that's probably true. And then after looking at this for about 15, 20 minutes, you'll notice in the back left... Sean Johnson is doing Sean John. the best. What is the Zoolander face? Cool blue, blue steel. Blue blue steel. steel. That's Sean what I John thinking has the John John. hardest blue steel up in this bitch. Oh, it's so good. It's he looks so hot. Good. He looks amazing. He looks like a GQ model. He looks fantastic. Dude, look at look at Weya. Weya also Bottom right. looking great. What what's happening? He looks he he looks a little. I don't know. Emaciated, perhaps? He does look kind of... Something <laughs> about the angle. He's got a more Beasley, yeah. the Beasley vibe than yeah, I, I, we're used to. Yeah. And then, uh, really you know... I love that. First lined up for the class picture is Luca De La Torre on the left here. Yeah, I love Luca's... Luca has has fifth grade vibes to it. Um, Tim Ream is also hilarious. <laughs> he's got he's this is straight the, on. This is like a driver's license. It's a photo. driver's license photo. It's really good. Uh so so check that out. I'm 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 getting psyched. I forget why I brought that up to be totally honest, but uh something y'all should well, check out. It's yeah, amazing. I mean this is something I would like this framed. I would like this tattooed on my body. I <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm down. Uh I also like how it's so clearly a composition of 26 different images. <laughs> And they just owned that. Yeah, you know, they're fine with it, that. They, they're not trying to make it look any different. It's just like a it's like a bunch of stickers that just got smacked together. It's like the it. posters of all the Dragon posters. Ball Z characters from over the years. It's, yeah, or they yeah, have the ones exactly, with like all the exactly. Simpsons characters. You know. Yeah, that, yeah. This exactly, is the vibe. Exactly. This is the vibe here. It's fantastic. And these are my favorite characters. I mean, I I just love these people. Yeah. 
It's I amazing. Um, there are a few other things that... Oh, I remember why I brought that up. I look, I'm looking at this Young Young squad, which, by the way, oh. confirmed, is the second youngest roster at the World <gasps> Cup. Second youngest behind... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. World Cup. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just going to spend one second and just look at the teams and try to figure out who the hell is younger. Um, <gasps> is it a good team? It's not top half team, I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, right. eh, borderline. I got pumped. Okay. Borderline, borderline. It'd be so sick if it was Spain. Is that what you were going to guess? That's where I was going. Oh, I thought I'd be so happy if it was Spain. I'd be so happy if it was Spain. I love... I, oh my I'm God. Okay, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. So the youngest official roster is Ghana. Ghana? And shout out to Scuffed for their incredible coverage of this. They, the difference maker was that they had a 29-year-old <laughs> starter... That got injured and was replaced oh, by a third string 19 year old goalkeeper. So, oh man. That's, and then the other important difference maker is Tim Ream, who was in no one's oh, projections. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, Tim Ream was supposed to be EPB or something. And then, yep. yeah, or so, Or Miles Robinson. Miles you know. Robinson, yeah. So, yeah, shout yeah. out, uh, shout out Ghana, sure thing. However, um, as Scuffed mentioned, uh, Vince on Scuffed made this point that the players who will actually play for the U.S. will be the youngest in the World Cup. Uh, in It'll be the that. youngest, like, uh, first choice team. Youngest, yeah, youngest yeah, yeah. per minute played, years per minute played youngest, uh, however yeah. you do that math. so Just Andre Ayew adds 95 years to the collective age of Ghana. So <laughs> so the point still stands. I can't believe he's still walking. It's I was amazing. flashing he, back. The, the man fought in World War II, and here he is. <laughs> <laughs> I was flashing back to a time when Ty and I, we had this random moment in the life of the pod where we were pitching to a um, to someone who was like putting together a roster of pods. I don't know. They were like pod managers. Um, needless to Pleasure. say, we did not get picked up, but as part as our pitch, our didn't the, get the deal. The didn't pillar, get developed. The pillar of our pitch was <laughs> the U.S. is going to be the youngest team in the World Cup by far, not even close. By far, not yeah. even close. And then they will mature in age for 2026. You have to invest in something USMNT right now. And Ghana really, Awkward. really blew the wind out of those sails, huh? Oh, well. It's all good. Well, good luck to them. Good luck to them. I have a few other... Uh, <laughs> good luck to them. I have a few other flybys uh, that I want to hit here um, just Let's before go. we go. First. World so, Cup flybys. World Cup flybys. Um, the, the first is that the U.S. squad was the first to arrive at the World Cup. I, they showed up first with just the MLS guys before any other team in the world. I want to wow. give GGG cool. a a big fat pound for that. That is such a baller move. That is a baller move. That is oh such yeah, because a baller move. so they they did that MLS camp, so they just took the 
it's like seven guys or something, right? Yeah. But they just got they just in there. Them, they just took made, them to Qatar. Yep. Made everyone's beds, fucking figured out the food situation. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Drew, they, they figured out roomies. They just got it all sorted. Yep. Yep. I think that's brilliant. And I think that will make a competitive difference. Um, and Agreed. I don't, and, and I do think that GGG gets a little less credit than he deserves at this point. Ever since he did mushrooms during COVID, he's made a bunch of decisions I'm down with. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I didn't like Sober Greg. I like <laughs> Greg on drugs. I think, no, I think um, I watched the... This, I think uh, this know. is the most cancelable episode we have ever done <laughs> of, of We the Peeps. If, if you're finding this stuff... I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, we're doing our best out here to just be human beings, you know, trying to figure it out. We're coming um, in hot. It's the World Cup. You know? Okay. If they if they pull us off iTunes, well, we had a good run. We had a good run. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, what I was going to say is... Oh, GGG the, on drugs. We love GGG G -G, on drugs. So you, 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 did you see these videos where it's Greg telling the players who made it that they made it? I didn't watch those. I should have. I didn't though. Okay, yeah. Watch them. You know, get out the Kleenex and 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 hit play. It's good shit. And what it shows to me is that um, Greg does seem to have a bond with these guys, even with somebody like Weston, who is probably you know doesn't give uh, two shits about <laughs> coaching. Um, that that uh greg having been a player being kind of on the younger side being very much uh sort of i don't know interpersonally skilled guy i think has reached this young team on a personal level in a way that is important so you know for all of his strange lineups and substitutions and tactics and all that stuff there's something to be said for the fact that it does seem like there is a bond in the squad. It seems like they are united behind a mission and that uh, Greg is the the glue that is making that all work. Shouts to him. Tim Weah was asked if he had trained at the number nine. <gasps> what, by whom? At Who the asked? first the press? press conference, this shouts to uh, Grant Wall. What do he say? What do he say? What do he say? And his answer say? was, "Pause. I think that's a question for Greg." Sam, what do we read here? Wow, what do we what read do we here? Read there. Could that mean that Waya wants to play the nine, and it, and Greg's not letting him? I like that yeah. take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it definitely, I, it could mean nothing that Greg just said, don't answer any questions about what positions you train at ever. Or yeah, it could mean yeah. that Tim Weah has in fact been training at the nine. I don't Damn. know. I don't know, but I had to, I had to relay that. Well, okay. So, Wall. so lost, lost in our, wait, what, so what did, were we putting, we were putting Pulisic Aronson on the wings and, and lost in that. We we were discussing Aronson versus Geo for that last that you know right mm -hmm, right wing mm -hmm. spot, and lost in that is that Tim Weah is like, is he just as good as Aronson? I don't know. He's close. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's different, the same ballpark, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it's finding some way to get 
you know, two of those guys onto the field at once would be huge, which is why I'm in favor of Geo at the nine. But um, I I do think Wea is a little bit better of a nine, probably. I have always, always wanted we've been Tim on Wea this shit to play at the nine for the U.S. Since 2015, we've been on this shit. Ridiculous. His, the only thing to me is that his finishing hasn't been super crisp, but I feel like in the last year or two, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I think it's a great idea, and I think if the upgrade from Jesus Ferreira to Tim Weah, oh, it's so good. is huge, it's huge. huge. Even though it's Ferreira's position, it's just going to be like a misfest. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, how's Ferreira's finishing down the stretch? Yeah, it's it's absurd. It's okay. Absurd. Um, Ty told me that Josh Sargent is a father before this episode. I did not know that. Congratulations to Josh Sargent. For your perhaps... I'm just happy he got laid. <laughs> <laughs> just honestly, you know, life uh, can be tough. And and I've heard his, <laughs> his video of the that he he has to cover his face uh, for for want of tears when told he's going to play. So yes, uh, he did he did he did just about cry. I am falling um, back in love with in Josh Sargent over time. Okay, he's so winsome. Earlier uh, in the pod, Ty mentioned a lot of um, crossing of paths with with players at their club game, which brought to mind that apparently William the Brazilian, William the Brazilian, the Brazilian. told <laughs> Tim Ream boy. At, at Fulham that yeah. uh, sure England's attack is pretty good, but their defense is just okay. He said that to Tim Ream. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Wanted to mention that. I think that's a good sign for us. And then the who, last... Who are they going to trot out? It's Stones and... Do you know the other guy? It'll, will it be the guy from United? I don't know. I don't know. We'll do we'll our... We'll, I'll we'll know stuff it. about them for the preview. And then the last thing, before I get ties, uh, 11 versus Wales, which is probably obvious and you've heard it a million times, but we have to close with it, with the 11 versus Wales. I want to take a moment here... That I don't think we took enough time on last episode to grieve the uh, the the lack of Ricardo Pepe Le Pew at at this tournament. I think it was right for us to celebrate Haji Wright and his narrative and his story and the fact that is he's here. I think that's really important. I think people will forget about that because he's the only face on this beautiful beautiful graphic that folks will not immediately recognize is Haji Wright. Um, however, I do think it's very, very sad that Pepe didn't make it. And I think it's rough that he is, uh, you know, um, that he has the potential to be the Mexican-American star that we need in this country. And so I wanted to just acknowledge that that Pepe is not here. And that is surely the hardest uh, or the most tragic uh, of the World Cup misses. Uh, maybe him, Miles Robinson, and, and Chris Richards. Yeah, I softened on this since the last show. I think that Haji Wright gives us a fraction of a percent better chance to get out of the group. Maybe you could play this World Cup 500 times 
and Haji Wright will be important like two times out of that. Um, and, and Pepe would be important once. That's those numbers are 1. too low. 9. But I, I take, I take yeah. Those you numbers do, are too low. Five hundred, five hundred times. But Pepe. I, I believe maybe this is one of those that it, you should go with the heart and not the head. I, I don't know. I, I just the, seeing like just considering him to be a potential future face of the Nats. Very importantly, a Mexican-American face, someone who represents um, this big part of the, the country that we want to be integrated with the U.S. program. We want to be represented. I don't know. It just feels like it, it, it misses out on an opportunity for him to have this experience, play a small role, uh, and then be prepared to be the leader we hope that he can be in future World Cups. I agree. I just realized that the USA badge in this graphic is photoshopped <laughs> on to all of the uniforms. Oh, God, it is. This is oh a God. masterpiece. This, this is, is incredible. Uh, it is the best thing I've ever seen. USsoccer.com slash teams slash USMNT. That's United States Men's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, so check it out, good. people. It's so good. Gio Reyna's looking so like... Gio Reyna looks like he just put a whoopee cushion under someone. Uh, it's fantastic. Okay. Peppy. He just put it under Weston. Rest look, in look peace. at Weston's face. Rest in peace for Pepe's 2022, but here's to 2026, Pepe. It's just the beginning for you. It's just the beginning. And that is the last thing I will Brain say. Future. That is the last thing I will say about Pepe, because we are here now, and Haji Wright's going to bring us to glory. Ty, We're looking forward. Please rail out an 11 for the people to dream about while they uh, sleep and in preparation for the, for the mad cheering that's going to happen on, on Monday. Christian Pulisic. Hey, first name on the team sheet, both gloves. Timothy Weah at the striker position. Yes. Brendan A.A. Ron Swanson at oh, the right wing right. position. For the start. Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, Weston McKenney. Beautiful. Own the midfield. Anthony Robinson, Tim Ream, Walker Zimmerman. Serginho Destino. It had to be. And Matthew Turner. And Enter Sean the Turnerverse, Johnson. people. Enter the Turnerverse. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Uh, Geo, Damn, it's going to be Geo good. to come on oh, at by the, the half. Geo to come for, on at half. Geo to come on at the half for one of Musa, Aronson, Wea, or Pulisic. So, like, one of the four attackers. Plan is Geo plays 45. Love it. By the way, a game against a relatively low block, uh, uh, wise, experienced whales that will mm. find their moments and definitely get a couple shots on goal in very dangerous positions. There is no one in the Turnerverse I would rather have against whales than Matt Turner. Fantastic Turner situation. It's perfect. Yeah, he's great against the counter. He's a he's a one man counter stopper because he can do weird 
almost uh, impossible first, things with his body. First baseman catches. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I think it's a, it's it's wild. I love this man. I think his eyes work different. Arsenal's Matt Turner. Arsenal's Matt Turner. All right, all right. Um, Jersey. Ty, Ty, who's gonna be? I got one more for you. I'm sorry, I'm keeping you up late. We're oh, about to start I, this tournament. I can so do another three hours, bro. This Let's is go. your this is your last chance to, to. This is our last chance to put put our our put the call out there for with no data. No minutes watched. Wow. Who's going to be the breakout star for the USMNT? So, do you mean... And I want to take you back. I want to take you back. So, does that mean, like, no Eight years ago, I'll tell you exactly who it is. I'll tell you exactly what I mean. Eight years ago, it it can't be Pulisic. Eight years ago, one DeAndre Yedlin... Sure. Made himself star. known to the universe, and so did Fabian Johnson, if you Indeed. recall. Legend. Became uh, a, a well-known name in, in, the, uh, in the world of soccer, in international soccer, because of a few moments in a World Cup. So that's what I'm looking for. It's, the fo- it's, the, it's someone on the fringes who's going to leave this tournament a well-known name. Okay, the player on this squad who's going to have the biggest jump in reputation—that's a great way to is, say it. Yeah, yeah—is Yunus Musa. Oh, Yunus Musa is going to start and star for a successful, epic Nats run. And I, what's he at on transfer market? He's okay. Yunus Musa is probably at about. 12 million on transfer market oh yeah 75 immediately 75 it's going to be at least a 2x jump at least i love it after the after the uh the world cup so ty i think you're correct 20 million he's at 20 million he's exiting the world cup at 40 guaranteed i think you're correct um he's so good he's so fun and, and he's so good know. for the nats that's the thing when you if you just watch he's if you're just watching good for the nats if you're just watching yeah. valencia you don't fully get it with Eunice musa no you don't you don't okay um, he's the glue that makes the team work i love Eunice musa i can't i we haven't been able to see him in so long it uh, makes me sad i'm glad so that good. he's back it's so good um, I think Josh Sargent might surprise us, but I think you're correct that Eunice Moose is the one who's going to make the biggest leap. But I think Josh Sargent might just might just find a way uh, into a. What if Joshy Poo just bangs home five goals? I mean, and he's a, like he's like tied for second. Like he would behind Messi. He Messi would. six. Josh <laughs> Sargent five. <laughs> he's he's get back to his Excalibur pulling ways. And just do his thing out there, way outperform. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a, I mean, hope, hope springs eternal. Like all of these things are possible. They're all possible. you know. We, I mean, I'm looking the at this team right now. This team all. could win this World Cup. The but team could win the tournament. It, it could happen. The, that is the craziest thing of all. It's like you've now listened to an hour of this podcast. I'm sure you've listened to a couple hours of other ones. You're gonna go watch the Tifo football thing on YouTube. All of this professional level analysis from other folks 
and us, kind of. All of this effort being put in by intelligent human beings to try to say something insightful about this tournament. Other than us. And in about, other than us, and in about, you know, however many days you are currently away from from Sunday morning, Qatar, Ecuador, Qatar, Ecuador. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Qatar, Ecuador. (laughs) (laughs) Everything everyone has said about this tournament is fucking out the window. It's not going to um, go the way anyone thinks it is. It's not. It, it's, you know, no plan survives contact with the enemy. I love it. You I can't it. be right about this. That's, <laughs> that's what makes it beautiful. You can't be right. You can, dude. You can. Oh, oh it's going to, Kalanikos is going to fucking do some crazy shit. Oh. Weston McKenney. Going to help someone out. Who's okay? Okay, one last thing before last we thing, go. Last thing. Let's do it. Who Who is going to be the least likely U.S. goal scorer in a John Brooks ish fashion? Ooh. Who do you envision popping up with an unexpected banger? <laughs> okay, I'll take this one. Give me. Give me. CCV. CCV banger. How would that happen? I when I look at the faces, um, he's the yeah. You you're just looking at that face. But how would that actually happen? When you just said that, do you remember Socrates, the the center back who used to play for Dortmund when Pulisic played there? Do you remember how he used to just like randomly dribble to the D and then slam the ball? He scored like two two lasers a year. He lost the ball a lot when he did that, but he he also did. <laughs> yeah, score and then he spent the rest of his bangers. life trying to recreate those moments. Yeah. yeah, I'm imagining a CCV late in on a corner, unmarked. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, all right. He gets missed. He gets missed. He gets missed. Wales just they just lose the man. It's just a whoopsie. And CCV just just ghosts in far post. Boom. I don't know, man. Who do do you have a better pick than that? I'm not sure if that's the one. I like that pick. I think my pick is Anthony Robinson. But it's that's be not some, a surprise. But I guess to the crazy world, that's a surprise. Overlap one two move oh, yeah. down the left that he finishes off. Like oh, Anthony delicious. Robinson is is gonna provide goals for us in this tournament. That's is what he does. He's he's definitely gonna contribute to at least one goal during the World Cup. I think Definitely. that's too low, man. He's he's a tournament dude. He's going to do this. I've got <laughs> Nations League Anthony in my mind right now. I've got qualifier Anthony in my mind. He's going to do this. All right. All right. We got to stop because I, I fucking, we have to. But I love this. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. I'm getting more and more excited by talking and podding about this tournament. I thought... I couldn't be more excited. It's the World it Cup. Keeps but going. here we are. Uh, there was one other person. These beautiful people about these beautiful, this beautiful, these beautiful men in this picture. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Led With by John these, Johnson. And if you just, if you just like fuzz your eyes out you, and just look at the badges, you realize how awkward they are. Oh, it's amazing. Um, Ethan Horvath for surprise goal somehow. Ethan Horvath for surprise goal somehow. Okay. 
I Holy love, shit, that would be great. Oh, uh, that would be so good. I love uh, a warm weather day in November, but it is confusing my body. Uh, I just don't understand <laughs> what the fuck is going on here. I love having things to be thankful for when Thanksgiving rolls around. And I tell you what, a healthy USMNT attacking line. <clears throat> I know what I'm saying I'm thankful for this year. Easy. And I especially love a good Photoshop job. <clears throat> uh, and by that I mean an average... To not so good Photoshop job. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's mediocre, but it's also aware that it's mediocre. <laughs> it's okay with it. It's not, it doesn't try too hard. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you oh, know? It's so good. But I don't love any of that shit. I really don't. As much as I love the Nats. I love these people. It's America. We're looking at America in this picture. America. Flawed. Somewhat made up. But real and yeah. powerful. Um, complex. Complex. Nuanced. Hopeful. Disappointing Determined. in certain ways. Dorky? <laughs> the range of dork to A cool. A little scared. The range from dork to cool on this roster is phenomenal. <laughs> you have Ethan Horvath all the way on the left of that spectrum. You know, and then and then Tim Ream just followed shortly right after, uh, with CCV and Christian Roldan, you know, bringing us bringing us into the the middle of the pack there, and then all the way on the right at coolest of the cool, you've got obviously Tim Weah, DeAndre Yedlin, and then DeAndre Yedlin, and then Weston McKenney. Oh, the range. I, I think even like Aaron Long. Aaron Long looks like a professional gamer. He looks like he's he's getting like. A million dollar deal for his Twitch stream or something. <laughs> he's shit. a tough one to read. Yeah, he's like, I go on Twitch and I just drum. That's it. I just drum and uh, <laughs> I drum and Costa. watch anime. Wait, okay. I'm sorry. I forgot about Haji Wright because um, because of his general forgettability. But um, <laughs> so Haji did everyone. Wright is, Haji Wright is a beautiful human being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, damn, dude. And Kellen Acosta. Kellen Acosta has the fifth grade vibe. Like, I think if you put Kellen Acosta's picture and Luca's picture together, <laughs> they look like they are doing a science fair project together. <laughs> together. The same one. It's together. Uh, it's and together. They're proud Shaq, of it. Shaq Moore looks like he's, he's excited to graduate something. Yeah, something. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I can't believe Shaq Moore made it, man. That's fucking crazy. Shaq Moore made it, and re and the artist formerly known didn't Did make not. it. I find that very sad. That but is I, sad I think it's a zero percent difference for the Nats' uh, success. So whatevs. Whatevs. All right, that's got to be it. Um, goodbye. Goodbye, people. It's we the peeps. We the peeps. Welcome to We the Peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps.